and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw stories of life change through Jesus. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and in today's episode, I get to speak with Isaac Bogue. And we're going to have a conversation about what it looks like when your church is literally in your DNA. He's the son of our senior pastor, but he has his own story, and it is incredible. So I'm hoping that you enjoy this story as much as I do. All right. Welcome to Unscripted, Isaac. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So um, for the audience, this is going to be one of those where I genuinely don't know the person sitting across from me. So I'm so excited because, you know, I I think at Grace, everybody knows Isaac Bogue, Josiah Bogue, anybody with that last name, right? But but I don't I don't actually know you. So I'm looking forward to hearing your story here today. So um, I would like to start with a lineage if you don't mind, not a lineage per se, but um, in the Bogue family, where do you land? Siblings, family right. members, hit, hit us with that to start. All right, so I'm I'm number two, okay. right? So you got Josiah, then me, and then Micah, and then Gabe, and then Naomi, and then Eli. Got it. So yeah, number two. Awesome. Okay, Isaac Bogue, number two. Um, and, you know, in this church at Grace, mm. there's... there's um, you're, you're here. You're here. I've seen you. I, you know, you're a part of the fabric here. But um, share with us a little bit about what your journey's been like. Start, you know, at the beginning where you where you feel comfortable, and what uh, what your childhood origin was like. Yeah. So I was born uh, at a very young age, and uh, <laughs> kind of grew up here. Um, obviously, at church was here all the time. Um, you know, it was either like do nothing all day or ride with Jeff, and then be at church for like a thousand hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were just kind of, me and all my siblings, right? We were just kind of here all the time. Um, And like, we all loved it. You know, I I feel like a lot of people that like grew up in church hate their life, but like Mm. we had nothing like that. We all loved being here. That's good. And uh, we got to hang out with each other and and got to hang out with like all our friends here. And so we're just here all the time, did everything um, we could. Like we're all doing Bible quizzing and and all that type of stuff. But uh, and when you say here, so there's Bath oh, yeah. Campus, there's Norton Campus, there's maybe a church. I don't know where, when you were born within the timeline of mm-hmm. coming to Grace physically where we are here at Gent versus the Norton yeah. building. And I, so I only remember Bath Campus. Okay. And like I, I had been at Norton like a few times and stuff like that. But like I, my whole family like grew up going to the Bath Campus. Mm-hmm. So like Power Kids, like uh, the Kerbowies, they still teach right now. Like they were our teachers. Wow. Back then. Yeah. And, uh, now it's actually funny. Now I'm related to them. Like it's a very long string of events, but I'm like somewhat related to the Kerbowies. That sounds Old Testament to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a genealogy actually. (laughs) But yeah, so just grew up going here, doing all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we were just in church all the time Mm -hmm. and uh, we liked it. It wasn't like, I, I won't speak for all of them, sure, but sure. I liked it, yeah. and from what I can tell, they liked it. Uh, yeah. So when did you start your personal relationship with Jesus? Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being at church all the time, going to church all the time. People could live an entire lifetime going to church all the time right. and never having a personal relationship with Jesus. So right. how, what did that look like for you? So I think I think at one point I had accepted Jesus like 105 times to like get a ring pop or something like that. (laughs) Um, But I knew like, I knew for me, like, um, I just never actually, I never actually like cared or or I thought I did and I didn't really know what that looked like. But like personally, like if I were looking back now, I could like tell me growing up here and like me personally, like I didn't really care about like what the actual relationship side of Jesus was. I just thought everybody went to church all the time, mm. and everybody like got twenty four seven Bible um, like um, injected into their life, mm-hmm. and like you just talked about it all the time, you heard about it all the time, and like that's just what people did. And like I could like you know I could answer you all the all the Bible questions and you know all that type of stuff, but like I didn't really personally care at all, um, or maybe I thought I did, I don't know. But it, looking back, I I definitely didn't. And it wasn't until, I want to say, like, 2012, 2013, um, that Kalahari retreat that okay. our church always goes on. Yeah. Um, That's so, like a middle school? Yeah, middle okay. school, middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went on that, and uh, 
like we we're I don't know we were just jacking around me and my mm-hmm. my foolish friends but <laughs> they know who they are yeah who's not <laughs> foolish in, in middle school but we were like just messing around and you know you only in middle school you only go to Kalahari for the water slide and to talk to girls and so like that's what we were up to <laughs> oh uh, my my son will be going to that next year I need well to, now you know why he's going mind. now you know <laughs> um but we were just like we were having fun with each other and uh you know not we were all kind of in the same boat of like no one really cared but we all like kind of grew up here so yeah. it's just kind of in in your dna but mm-hmm. uh i remember as clayton king was given a, a sermon on um like what jesus is actually like and like what a relationship with him is actually like and he kept saying he's he said something like like god is not like a, a phone god you know you don't like pull him out mm-hmm. when you need to send a text or you mm-hmm. need to like play a game and put him in your back pocket when you're done Whoa. that's not how god works um, and like that was kind of resonating with me and uh, we weren't, I hadn't listened to anything like the whole weekend. Um, but we were in the very back wall of this giant youth conference room and I was on my iPod, um, on kick, if you know what that is, no, it's like an old school, old school texting app that the, the middle schoolers in my day thought were revolutionary. Okay. So we were, yeah, whatever. If you didn't have a phone, you had an iPod and you had kick uh, and like that was the it. best thing you could do. Got it. So I didn't have a phone. Um, but so, like, he was just talking about that, and I just kind of locked in for, like, one second, and, like, I never was able to, like, break away from it, and he just kept going and going, and it was, like, really hitting, hitting home for me, and uh, I had, I, I guess I kind of skipped over this, but my, uh, my grandparents had got real sick way back when, and they moved in with us, and so, like, I grew up with, like, them in our house, too, mm-hmm. and we were homeschooled, so, like, saw them all the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they had both passed away. And, uh, like, that was really tough on me. So, like, I was super, I was super, like, uh, God is, like, punishing us. Mm. But, like, what more could a family do for God? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm kind of done because mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. Um, so, like, all that in the in the framework and stuff like that. And now he's Clayton's talking about, like, what God is actually like and, like, what a relationship with him actually looks like. And, like, that's kind of hitting home with me. And then he started talking about, like, um, like stuff in your life isn't going to make sense sometimes, but like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that was hitting cause like stuff was going on in my life. That yeah, wasn't making sense. sense. Um, and he did an altar call at the end of the night and, uh, I just closed my eyes and I was like, God, if you want me to, you know, if you want me to follow you for real, like I'm down, just like, just show me that this isn't for nothing, that like all this stuff is just not for nothing. And I kid you not, I opened my eyes and I was like in the front of the altar call thing. And there was like a hundred kids behind me, like all gave their life to Christ and do not remember moving. Uh, maybe I was tired and hopped up on Mountain Dew, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, God can use Mountain Dew. God can use Mountain Dew <laughs> and he can move mountains and yeah. use Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, I, that's when I accepted Christ then. Um, I think like uh, I probably, I did as a kid. So So that was the 106th time. It was 106th time. Yeah. And the 106th time is the charm, as Got they say. It. <laughs> so that was like... That was kind of legit for me. Um, but, you know, like as a kid, I think it was legit as a kid. But then, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I think it's a layering of maturity, right? Yeah. And a closeness, that personal understanding. You know, you can love God and follow him even, but not know the personal right. side right. with Jesus. And yeah. that's that's definitely sounds like the turning point for you. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. and you shared a little bit about your grandparents, but that sounded like, you know, the... The, the hinge point of doubt and questioning and mm-hmm. even though like we've done so much and so seeing that piece of that puzzle I'm glad you shared that then yeah. to see this piece of overcoming it and the fact that you're on kick actively on your iPod <laughs> while he said God's not like a phone and, right you know it just really yeah. thank God for people like Clayton who yeah. who can talk to a teenager right. and draw pieces out of their heart and how many other people in that room did they got impacted by that and you know, that's like all those seeds sprinkled across the way, right? Right, And it just took a guy at Kalahari to to lay the final piece of fertilizer for the growth. Yeah, absolutely. So how did your life change after that? Well, after, I mean, after that, like, I'm I'm the type of person that's, like, very, like, very convicted on, like, things. So if I'm, like, if I'm signing up for this, like, we're going to do this, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't really like the, for the most part, don't really like the, like, half commit the things Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, like... Like, if I think something is, like, true, then, like, that thing is, like, true. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of hard to move on from that. So, like, probably right after, you know, not the craziest, like, 
180 like straight after that um like there were some growing points and stuff like that but it definitely was like this is if if i'm gonna have a relationship with god like we're gonna take this seriously Mm -hmm. um and we're gonna the big thing for me was just like do what he wants you to do Mm -hmm. and like which is tough because i'm i'm also the type of person that doesn't like to be told what to do (laughs) so (laughs) yeah i know right um so like trying to the biggest struggle was and still is like trying to give my life over like actually and like not just Submit. do what I want to do mm-hmm. right and like I'm a I think I'm a pretty independent person so like I can very easily just like go off for months doing my own thing mm-hmm. and then be like oh my like was I even supposed to do that like mm-hmm. what, what were we even mm-hmm. you know thinking here and so like just battling through like especially through high school and all that kind of stuff of just like like what is the balance of like doing what God wants you to do and trying to like just keep moving forward and trying to like like do I need the you know he tells the the rich young ruler he says he says sell all you have and give it to the poor I'm like do I need to do that mm-hmm. like is this so thought I was going to be a missionary I thought I was going to go to the peace corps at one point like I mm-hmm. thought I was going to like do all this kind of stuff but you know God just keeps changing it on me and I'm just just trying to stay in tune to what he wants to do right cuz that's the important part is then to stay completely at attuned to his voice mm-hmm. and w- to being able to discern what is the voice of the world, the voice of the moment, right. and what is the eternal plan of God and right. knowing the difference between those things. And you know, I heard the word do a lot there, which sounds like I was at the church all the time, we did everything, but also the the be side, like how do you be with right. God, not just do for God. Right. And that might be hard to... to you know, as a teenage kid, settle down and, you know, thinking like Mary and Martha, which one is sitting mm-hmm. at his feet and coming to know him more through just being with him. You know, did, yeah. did you find it hard to slow down and yeah. and spend time <laughs> with him, you know? It's, yeah, it, I, it's always been hard for me to slow down, like a kind of fast-paced individual, which I think is, like, good, and I think, like, the Lord uses. But, like, yes. then, like, the flip side of that is, like, like, like uh, I work here at Grace now and, like, in sports ministry, and everything's, like, really fast-paced, and mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. I love it. But then, like, probably, like, halfway through game day, I'm like, oh, when's the last time you, like, prayed for this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, <laughs> ah, time yep. to slow down, you know? Yes. Yeah, so. And I agree with you. There's so much good in doing, right? We are called to right. serve, and we are called to, and, you know, there's, then it, when it tips into the performing and to, like, perfecting, and there there's some unhealth there, but if you're growing in maturity, then you can stay on the side of, like, using this doing for good. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's some people, they're wired that way, and so use that wiring. That's from God, but making sure that it stays right. focused on right. Him, too. And if you can, like, if you can actually slow down and, like, be in tune to the Lord, what he wants to do, then you can like move efficiently instead mm. of just like going everywhere. You can like actually do like what the Lord is wanting to be done and what is needing to be done instead of like shooting off in a hundred different directions. If you would just like sit still for five seconds, be like, God, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's all the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, there's so many voices trying to right. influence us right. of what we should do. Right. And so you need to, to be for some time to then do most efficiently, like right. you said. Yeah. Okay, so high school, passions, things that you were involved in. You know, so you talked about Bible quizzing and all that stuff, but you also talked about yeah. sports. So what's what does the passions of teenage Isaac look like? Yeah, well, we're not going to talk too much about teenage Isaac because <laughs> he's, a, he's a bit of a fool. But uh, <laughs> in, in high school, I went to CBCA. It's a great school. You should go there if you can. Mm. And uh, I, like, I really like playing sports and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I played played basketball for a few years and then I played football in eighth grade um and then I played lacrosse through high school and uh got pretty good at it that was like one of the one of the tension points was like okay like getting Mm -hmm. pretty good at this you know coach is telling me like Mm -hmm. you should look at this school like scouts are like you should do whatever and like you get all the emails and and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and like I think probably like sophomore year I didn't really know um what everything looked like but I knew like I wasn't gonna like play sports in college mm. um and I knew I don't know how it came about but I kind of knew like that was a god thing mm. and it was like tough because like I wanted to yeah you know like I not even like you know I'm not like trying to go pro or anything like that mm-hmm. I just think it's fun you know yeah, like I sure. like to compete be on a team and filling like you're probably really good at it yeah. so that just fills yeah. up the you cup know, I was just <laughs> the best ever <laughs> um but no, it was like really fun and like some of my some of my buddies were like going to the same school so I was like go with them mm-hmm. and stuff like that but I don't know, like, I don't know what happened, but the Lord was like, 
you're not going to do that. And uh, so, like, just trying to struggle through that. Mm-hmm. And then probably, like, and then the whole time I'm at, like, going to Merge, which our high school ministry, and, mm-hmm. like, trying to serve and trying to do, like, everything I can there. Um you know, while, like, trying to find my wife and, like, all that mm, kind of stuff. And you know, still looking for girls, Kalahari on. Yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't change. Um, but, yeah, so typical high school stuff. But at that point, like, I was taking my relationship with God, like, seriously. I didn't, like, have this big, you know, like, drop-off in high school thing like that. I was, like, mm-hmm. I kind of doubled down on it because um, it kind of hit me. I w- so I started going to real school, CVCA, in eighth grade. Yeah, because you were homeschooled I was, was homeschooled up okay. to that point, right? Um, and we did, like, co-op stuff, yeah. but, like, that's not real school either. Um, so I was, like, went to real school, and it hit me in eighth grade. I'm, like, this is, like, this is, like, a whole new world. Like, like the you know, rigor of the classes? Yeah, like, or well, everything. Like, I had never time. dealt with, like, that type of social environment. I had never dealt with managing my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I had never dealt with, like, you got all this homework. I have never dealt with a teacher not being my mom. <laughs> Or more or less, you know, like, and it's like all this new stuff all at once, which is like, it was good, but it was wow. kind of like. It's a little bit hard for what, a 12, 13 year old kid yeah, to like take all of that at the same time. That makes sense. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, how do we, how do we do this? And then my first thing I threw out the window was like, well, schools, like academics aren't that important. So just like, which is not true, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like just co- trying to coast like academically. And, like, I got the social thing down because that's where I, like, diverted my energy Your priorities, to. priorities, right? Right. That's why yeah. I prioritized that. And, like, you know, that kind of backfired. You know, all those friends you make in eighth grade by, like, freshman year, you got, like, sure. a whole new set of friends, sure. right? And, like, it sounds, like, silly, like, thinking about it. But I, I do remember, like, like that's your world, yeah. you know? Like, in, and I think in, my brother Gabe works in the high school ministry, and mm-hmm. he, like, tells all these stories um, about, like, this kid, like, doing this or whatever. And, like, sometimes we're, like, like teasing him and stuff like that. And he's like, no, 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 like, that's that kid's universe. Certainly. Like, that is the most important thing going on in their life right yeah. now. And, like, that was, like, I remember, like, what that was like. Mm-hmm. And then, like, eighth grade, freshman year, I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> we should double down on, like, Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. we should try to focus on that. And so try to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the pursuit of academics slightly, athletics certainly. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> it, it sprinkled in as well. Hey, you said it, not me. But um, so yeah. then, you know, you're you're maturing and you get to graduation. I, I don't even know how old you are, how long ago this all was. It sounds pretty recently. Um, so what did the end of your high school career look like or not yeah. pursuing, which I think is to back up, to realize as a sophomore, to have that level of understanding and closeness to God, to say, you will not be pursuing this thing that your heart really desires, your flesh yeah. maybe actually really desires yeah. of the athletics in college and that being your pathway. So that's, I think, really cool to hear. Um, but then, so what did you pursue toward the end of high school and what did you think would happen next? Yeah, so like uh, I, um, probably my junior year, I don't know. So I graduated in 19. Okay. So I'm 22 now. Oh, so this wow. was like, it was a fair you bit. You got out like, just in time yeah. to miss yeah, the seriously. masked graduations no, yeah. or no graduation. My, we went to my brother's, Micah, his graduation, and we were in our cars, like, <sighs> watching. And we're, I was like, what and his world? senior year got canceled and stuff like Jeez. that. Like, he was, like, doing sports, like, all got canceled. And I was like, I was like, praise the Lord. Like, because mm-hmm. I, honestly, side point, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, just trying to be as social and, yes. like. Like, that's, like a, like, a big thing to me and, like, the athletic environment and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like, just taken from me. Yeah. So, like, kudos to Micah because he handled that mm. way better than I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably, like, junior year, sophomore – I think it was a sophomore summer heading the junior year. Um, once again – no, not – so at Momentum, not Calhari, mm-hmm. but at Momentum, um, they were doing this, like – or maybe it was junior, senior. I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, but they were doing, like – um, if you're called in the like vocational ministry type of deal, mm-hmm. type of spiel going on. And like that was like, you know, like started getting like the God itch and then the heart was like pounding and all this kind of stuff. And they wanted you like come sign a book or something and then they would like reach out to you. And so like momentum, there's like thousands of people there. So I'm like, all right, I'll go, I guess I'll go sign this book. Um, so I went up to go sign it and I uh, actually met my friend was out in the lobby and he was like crying. So I went and I talked to him. And he was like, dude, like, and he just like, 
without getting into it, just like kind of opened his heart. And he's like, my girlfriend sucks and my family sucks and I don't know what to do and like blah, wow. blah, 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 blah. And so I was just talking to him for a long time about it, like trying to help him. And then like we prayed and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, um, and then like as soon as we were done, I just heard on the mics like, okay, we're going to close the books now and we're going to like put them away. And I was like, oh, I missed my opportunity to go into ministry because I didn't write oh, my name in this book. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's I, I, yeah, that's how I felt. Wow. But then I was But like, you were actively doing ministry. Right, right. And I was like, oh, I missed it. But then he, the the guy I was talking to was like, dang, dude, like, you should be a pastor. Like, you should go Whoa. into ministry. And I was like, oh, it's not I see. It's not about a book. <laughs> it's yeah. not about that book. Yeah. It's about a different book, yeah. but not oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> Thanks. Come on. And I was like, oh, like, okay, I got you, God. Like, mm. I see you. Um, so, like, that was like, I, did, I felt, I had always felt, like, kind of called into that. Didn't know what that looked like. Still don't 100% know what that looks like. But, like, like doing ministry actively, like vocational ministry, like as a profession, that's why I was like, that's where we need to be. You know, mm. that's what we need to be doing. And I talked to, like, like all these type of people and, like, mentors and, like, my, and like my wise counsel type of friends. Sure. Um, and, like, all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, dude, like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, junior, senior, graduating, I was like, going in the ministry, don't know what it looks like, don't know, like, where it looks like, and, like, ended up going to Grace at Grace um, mm-hmm. right here, even though it was, once again, like, turning over the Lord because I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to, like, go away for college because, yeah. like, Ohio's great and all, but, like, I've had so much Ohio in my life. I'm like, <laughs> I need to, like, get somewhere cool like Indiana <laughs> or, like, I just need to get out of here or something like that. But... Like, that's really how I was feeling, and, like, the Lord really pulled me in other ways. So mm. so Grace at Grace, just for our listeners, is yeah. the college right here at Grace that you can get a undergraduate, a full undergraduate mm-hmm. degree, right? Yeah. And the classes happen in the building we're sitting in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Donnie Varney, our sports ministry pastor, um, he offered me an internship. So my internship, you know, covers for my school, and I get to do ministry full-time. So, like, the Lord really worked through that. But. Yeah. And yeah. that's when Barry Basketball was born. That's the birth of Barry Basketball. <laughs> Tell us about and Barry Basketball. <laughs> Barry is a Barry Basketball and Susie Spirit and uh, Ninja Nick and Soccer Sam and Ben Basketball, Barry's brother, and uh, Do It All Paul. I think that's all of them. <laughs> this has grown since I last saw, oh, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm learning new here. So, and uh, our game day, our uh, youth basketball and cheerleading league, we have like these curriculum videos, and that's a big part of my job as a as an intern is to do those and um i was i was really looking through like all the church curriculum videos i could find on on youtube and then like the popular tv shows Mm. and the most recurring things that i I found was just like these like half-wit characters (laughs) that are just like getting themselves into whatever predicament and they're like we should talk to our friend and get out of this. And mm-hmm. it, it was like everywhere, like every single show yeah. I could find. So I was like, all right. I mean, Curious George even. Like right. every child show I, is you every get into show. mischief and you solve the problem. Right. And you have friends that help you. Yes. That was like another Mentors, thing. So I was yeah. like, all right, this is what kids are watching. Mm-hmm. This is what kids are engaged with. We know that 70% of information that kids learn is from a screen, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So, so leverage that. So Don't avoid right. it. We're going to leverage yeah. that, right? Because they're going to look at the screens anyways. We're yep. not going to be like, you can't look at YouTube mm-hmm. ever, which is silly so we developed our curriculum and Barry Basketball and Susie Spirit were born um, as fictional characters to if you're a kid listening to this they're 100% real Mm. Um, but if they're (laughs) fictional characters to help the kids learn and um, the goal of them is be like really relatable to the kids so they like like I am Barry Basketball Mm. and once again if you're a kid I'm so sorry (laughs) but like I'm like um, what having a, a bit of a Santa Claus moment here yeah, right I, no, now. I, dude, the kids are so funny with it. They're like, they're like, you're Barry Basketball. I'm like, no, I'm not, dude. No, Barry Basketball wears like a headband. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. You look just like him. Then. Okay, like, maybe yeah, it's dude. more of a, a Superman thing. Yeah. We got some Clark Kent glasses little, that come little off. A little bit of both. little okay, bit of both. I'm seeing it. Yep. But like, uh, we try and make Barry, Barry and Susie, they go through like anything a kid might go through. Mm. And then like, uh, what does the Bible say about that? Mm-hmm. Or what does Mr. Matt say about that? Mr. Matt is their their more mature friend that helps them understand the Bible and, like, all those other characters. That's for our, our sports camps in the mm-hmm. summer. Um, like, they help Barry and Susie. Like, oh, Christopher Crikey. That's a, he's just Australian. <laughs> he has no, like, Crikey. sports-related thing. He's just Christopher Crikey. <laughs> and, like, all those guys just kind of help them process that stuff. And, like, the kids go crazy for it. And, like... 
my my goals for those videos were that they would learn, they would be entertained, and that they would be comforted. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's, like, what we try to do with all of those. And, like, like we just get the best feedback from those every single year. So just trying to keep making those videos better. But That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love the word comforted that you used there because, like you said, whatever they're experiencing is their world. Right. Their world is small still. It's the size of their bedroom at home. Yeah. It's not – they haven't gone out and done so many things yet. So they're exper- they don't have so much experience to lean to to say, oh, well, I've made it through this many, so it's going to work out again. Or um, So giving them that comfort through Scripture right. and through these relatable characters that are fun and engaging and yeah. entertaining, like you said, yeah. so it makes it sticky, right, right? and um, relatable. That's awesome. Yeah, like those kids only have. We like. I also like help train our counselors for the summer and stuff like that. Mm. We tell them like these kids only have like six years of life. Mm-hmm. That's all like the and they don't even remember like the first Correct. three, right? Yes. So they really have like two or three years of life that they're drawing all their information sure. on. So when they're overreacting, like yes, don't. They're overreacting because this is like the biggest deal that's ever happened to them. Yes. Right. And then yeah. like when the when their parents get divorced, they don't actually know how to deal with that. Yeah. So like when they're like when they're being angry, when they're throwing fits, when they're like like this is what we're trying to understand, and like that's what we're like trying to help yeah. comfort them with. Like it's okay. Like we get that this is your world. Yeah. We understand that, but like we can like move on from that and like there's another part of your world it's called the bible mm-hmm. and like that's going to help you mm-hmm. so it's where your strength comes from right and that you right. know lean into that and then all these mentors like you said you refer to your own wisdom team earlier and you're yeah. giving that gift to these kids i know my kids are recipients of this you know they have your you and your crew and they just look <laughs> up to you guys and like having them as babysitters and, and i think because i have two sons mm-hmm. and they're nine and eleven and for them to watch males in that yeah. era, what do we focus on here, Grace? The 24-year-old male, because right. it's the least, least likely churched demographic in the world, in the history of time. And if my children can watch a, what are you now, 20, 22. 22-year-old man yeah. be committed and committing his life and his breath and everything that he does to God, that is a gift to my 9 and, 10, nine and 11-year-old. And I love that. And they want to be like you. They uh-huh. don't want to be necessarily like you know, people out living for the world. Th- th- those come too, right? There's right. equal influence. Right. Not equal, sure. but there's opportunity, equal opportunity for mm-hmm. influence from all those things. And in this space, in our church family, I, that's my greatest gift right now that I see. So thank you, first of all, for <laughs> of doing course. that. And for the people that you train, because <laughs> it may not be you yeah. necessarily, yeah. but, you know, I see the high fives, I see the fist bumps in the, in the lobby, and it's just this absolutely precious and special thing for our church. I was curious, did you get to participate in game day as a kid, or were you too old when that started? Yeah, I was too old. Okay. But I did do a, a mean season of Upward, though. Um, oh. Not with, like, Grace or anything like that, but... Upward with, with a different church. Yeah, Upward with a different church, with the Iron on Stars. Mm-hmm. I think I got, like, four stars. So, so like, Boy Scouts mixed yeah. with basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, awesome. yeah, I never got to do never got to do game day, never got to do sports camps. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I remember, like, I remember being a kid, and I remember, like, when we did things, I'm like, this is dumb or this is cool. And so now being on the other end, like where I get to like make those things happen, I'm like, all right, for a kid, what's dumb and what's cool? Yeah. And like, what can we do to like make something less dumb or make something yeah. more cool? Right. Yeah. Because those same kids that I was just mentioning are drawing in, my kids are drawing in their parents. Right. How many kids do you hear or family units do you hear yeah. say, well, my, our neighbors, child invited my child to mm-hmm. Bible camp, to sports camp, to sleepover weekend in pajama morning on yeah. time change weekend, whatever the tool is, mm-hmm. right? And then that neighbor's kid is evangelizing and then the parents, well, okay, well, I guess I'll show up as well eventually. And right. now an entire family line is is changed yeah. for God. That, I mean, we see that all the time. And like, that's like the like we jokingly call it the Trojan horse, you know, like you mm. teach all the kids and send them back. But like, mm-hmm. like uh, we're never, it's never been like hidden, you know, that like this is a Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like always like for like game day and sports camps, it's always like, hey, like we'll like, we'll teach your kid about basketball. We'll teach him about cheerleading. We are going to tell him about Jesus. And they're like, you're going to take my kid. And they're like, yeah, we're going to tell him about Jesus though. And they're like, but you're going to take my, you're going to take my like kid. Like from nine to three? Like from nine and it, <laughs> like Monday he'll be Friday. fine. Like, yeah, we'll take your kid. But like, we're going to tell them about Jesus. We're going to give them crafts. We're going to, like, we're not hiding anything. We're not, like, it's not a bait and switch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And parents are like, that's fine. And then we send, like, 
the kids home and like the kids have their lives have like genuinely be, been changed by Jesus and they like tell their mom and they tell mm-hmm. their parents and they're like this is what I learned at game day today mm-hmm. and like we like you were saying like we've seen it so many times like a whole family then mm-hmm. shows up to church because like you sent one kid he didn't even know it but he was like being a, an evangelist to, like his own family amen yeah and he's Woo. like you know he's doing his thing but <laughs> come on yeah it's really cool I love that okay so somewhere along the way um there there was a particular girl who specifically caught your attention in this journey. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I uh, would love to hear about that with the, yeah. your story with your now new wife, right? My new wife, man. That marriage is easy, by the way. You know, all three months of it. I don't know what everyone's <laughs> complaining about, but it's pretty, pretty fun so far. But yeah, Paige Bogue now. Woo! Paid a lot of money for that Paige last name change. Paige Bogue, um, my wife of almost almost three months. In two days, it'll be three months. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually grew up together, like going to church. I think she came here in like fifth grade. Um, and I came here before the building existed. <laughs> and so like we grew up together and, uh, we were always in the fr- same like friend circles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like we're in the same grade at school and stuff. So we were like, our life groups were like together and like, we were like, you know, it really was like through the church, like probably one another outside of the church. But, uh, when you say same grade together, you mean your church grade, right? Oh well, yeah. So like she also yeah. graduated in 19. So we're like, in the, all in the CBCA? same classes. She went to Copley. See, that's the thing that I love is that your class, your grade, your circle of friends can stem from your church and all the different yeah. schools that pour into it here. And then you go off to your schools and you come back. But And even being homeschooled, especially mm-hmm. your class, your grade was here. And that's yeah. like the way you just explained that is, yeah, we were in the same grade in fifth grade, even though you're at different places. Yeah, I, mean, yeah I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. But like, that's absolutely right. Like, I think of like my like core friends, grown up and like even to this day like they came from all over the yes. place and we have no tie except for we all went to grace yeah um yeah that's really cool but yeah so we like grew up um you know going to church together and all that kind of stuff and we were like we we're friends but we weren't like super tight or anything like that um but like our whole groups were were friends and stuff like that um and i had like uh in high school i dated like two girls one for two years and then one for like a year and a half and so, like, all this time, I didn't know, but, like, ever since, like, sophomore year or something like that, like, Paige, like, had a crush on me or, like, she really liked me. Mm-hmm. She was, like, you're always, she tells me now, like, you were always dating someone else. I'm, like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you were out there waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, she was, she was, I would make fun of her that she was simping for me. Um, <laughs> Is this a new word? I'm not Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Familiar. Yeah. I think simping means, like, uh, when you're, like, it's usually it's a bad thing. Like you're making fun of someone because they're being a simp. They're like doing anything they can to like be with that person okay. or like they're like um, they're like ditching the homies to like go be with this girl or something like uh-huh. that or like so it just means you're Sometimes it means you're just being a loyal boyfriend yeah, or husband. Yeah, that sounds actually like yeah. a good quality yeah. in the long term but of it life. Can, it can be bad. It can, it can be like I too much it, sometimes. But yeah, so I would make fun of her and she's simping for me. Um, but probably like, so my senior year, I wasn't dating anyone, and I was a free agent, as if you would. And, uh, sports, got <laughs> sports, it. Sports, yeah, Analogy. free agent out yeah. there, yeah. Um, and I wasn't, like, at that point, I was, like, because I had I had got broke up with, and, like, mm-hmm. I, that was, like, actually kind of devastating for me because mm-hmm. I was, like, in my mind, I'm, like, yeah, this is, like, this is the last person. You know, like I was saying earlier, like, if I date, I'm, like, All in. we're going to be the, mm-hmm. we're for real about this. At least that's where I was coming from. Not everyone else was coming from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was like kind of devastating for me. So I was like, yeah, that's I'll just never. I swear off women from like this this mm-hmm. point forward. Mm-hmm. And I'll go mm-hmm. to Mexico and I'll be a missionary and I'll just like that's the okay. plan. Um, and then senior year came around and I was like, yeah, yeah you know, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but once again, at momentum. Mm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I started. Me and Paige were just like hanging out, just like our groups normally would. And uh, I think I probably started to have a little crush on her. You know mm-hmm. how it is. You know, got the big eyes. And, like, uh, <laughs> I was able to sneak into the auditorium at Momentum early because they had, like, security guards. People line up for, like, yeah. hours get to get the in the right front seat. row. I'm like, guys, yeah. this is so dumb. The 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 sound goes throughout the whole yeah. room. Like, yeah. this is crazy. You're a back row iPod kid. Right. Guys. I'm like, <laughs> seriously. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But, like, they line up for hours. I would sneak through this giant, um, like, crowd of people, get to the security guard. I'm like, I need to talk to my dad. I just walked straight in. Played the boat card. I didn't need to talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. I rarely play the boat card. The momentum <laughs> was the one time that, that I would play it. And uh, I'd go in there and, like, 
save all my friends' seats, and you know, and I put my backpack next to her yeah. backpack, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was real slick with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then uh, we started liking each other, started having a crush, and then in the summer, we started dating for we dated for one week, and then she went to college um, an hour and a half away. Oh. Um, and she played volleyball there, so oh, nice. like her 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 schedule was pretty packed. Uh, but we did long distance for like three years, which sucked. Mm. But I recommend it if you're going to get married at the end of yeah, it. If you're that's, not, that's don't a good do point it. To make. Yeah. So we we nailed down our communication like right away. Almost broke up a few times, mm. mostly because I'm a I was a dingus. <laughs> um, but yeah, then she came home, and uh, you know I I think I knew I wanted to marry her after like a year or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's pretty obvious to me, and uh, yeah. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. And that's a uniting of families here within our church, which I'm sure, yeah. you know, kind of ripples into who, who was it that you said is somehow a cousin. And oh, yeah. Uh, Joel. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm now a cousin with my second grade Bible teacher because he is cousins with a cousin with a cousin. Mm-hmm. That's cousins with a cousin with a cousins to Paige. Mm-hmm. And now me and Paige are related. Yeah. So, yeah, somewhere, yeah. somewhere there's a well that your family ancestors dug together yes. and, you know, yeah. all that. And everywhere we go, she's like, oh, we're related to them. I'm like, how? <laughs> she's like, oh, and then she like gives me this whole family tree. And then five seconds later, she's like, oh, we're also related to <laughs> that person that works at Aldi's over there. I'm like, whatever. But yeah. That's awesome. Bringing the communities together. So it sounds yeah. like she's into sports as well then. Yes. Does she share your ministry? Does What's her life look like now? So she's, she's our own main character, man. Like, She's doing she's doing her thing. Um, she played volleyball. She played volleyball and basketball through high school, mm-hmm. and then you know varsity varsity starter type of stuff. Yes. And then uh, she decided to hone in on volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, she got a bunch of scholarships and stuff like that, but she wanted to go to Mount Vernon because mm-hmm. um, she wanted to go to a Christian school that had a, her psychology degree. Mm-hmm. So she has her um, undergrad in psychology, and uh, was a all American volleyball player. At wow. uh, Mount Vernon, amazing. Um, she was legit. She was legit, man. You know, I went to all the games. I'm like, that. That's my. That's, that's my mine. girlfriend right there. Yeah, with yeah. the, the with one the destroying eyes. all you guys. Yeah. Like, that's her right there. <laughs> um, so she was like legit at that. Graduated early because she's super smart. Whoa, you said three years. I thought, what? Yeah, what's that about? But yeah, she. It was it like up. three and a half, three and a half years, something like that. Wow. She finished up early and she just played her volleyball season and then was done. Um, because she's super smart like that. Yeah. And now she is a mental health technician at Acker Children's Hospital. Wow. Um, until whenever she starts her master's, yep. which I think might be in August or something like that, mm-hmm. she's going to get her master's at Malone um, for psychology, and mm-hmm. she's going to GA. She's going to coach volleyball there. Oh, wow. And they're going to pay for her master's, and then she is going to be a child's health psychologist. A Christian child health psychologist. That's amazing. That's yeah. the plan. Definitely a main character, sounds like. She's a like, main character, man. Line. She's doing her thing, all while being gluten-free. That's the most <laughs> impressive part to me. She doesn't eat, like, the good food. You know, she's, like, eating all the other stuff. But, oh, man. Yeah. That's wild. Um, but being gluten-free is probably like being a, a pastor's kid, right? You just don't know any other life. I imagine that that started early, and she just she doesn't know the brownie life and the cake life that we yeah, would have to I miss guess, out on. Guess, so yeah. kind of like at the beginning, you said you were just always here. You didn't really know there was any other way. Yeah. And just way to tie of, that back. I yeah. have never thought about anything remotely <laughs> close to and that. pastor's yeah, kid seriously. all comes together. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so sports ministry. Now, are you still in Grace College? Are you um, in Turn yeah. at this point, resident. How's that flow working for you? So I'm I'm transitioning. Um, so in May, I'm gonna graduate from undergrad, and I actually just talked to my boss yesterday, getting offered a residency in sports ministry, um, with a bit of like collective, which is a young adult ministry, and then mm-hmm. student ministry as well. And um, so in May, I'm gonna graduate, and then I think in August, I'm gonna start just hop right into the master's program, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be a resident then too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there is there's something happening around this building. I'm not sure what it is that's going to probably expand the sports ministry. Yeah, the new bathroom, I think. The bathroom, yeah. right? Or right. The they're elevator, expanding. The brand new elevator. They're expanding the bathroom. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more about <laughs> the expansion. Yeah. So we're. I am beyond excited for that mm. thing. Um, opens in September. I'm counting down the days, and I'm I'm most excited about it because every every time we've like looked at the congregation, we looked at the church, and at the pastors. And like sports ministry, Donnie Varney has put his neck on the line. He's like, hey, 
can we have this? Mm. And he's like, here's this reason, this reason, this reason. And I think this will really work. And they've, they've said yes. Or the congregation has said yes. Like, can we do game day? Mm-hmm. Can we do sports games? Can we do two weeks of sports games? Can we do three? We're mm-hmm. at five now. Like, yeah. can we, like, keep – and every time we push it, we, like, push it, and it fills the capacity super fast. Yeah. And, like, our literally the only thing holding us back is our building is not big enough. Yeah. We legally, because of fire codes, cannot fit more people in the building. Plus the hundreds of people that it takes to pull all that right. off. Because it's right. not just a commitment of time or of dollars. It is human sweat equity yes, as well. Exactly. And people are exactly. showing up. And we only want to grow. We've always said, like, we're only going to grow as big as we have quality volunteers health, for. absolutely. Right, because it's like... We can, anyone can have a day camp. You know, it's not hard to have a day camp. To have a quality day camp centered on the gospel, mm-hmm. that's hard. And it's only able to be centered on the gospel if you have enough volunteers to take care of the absolute essentials and then more to double down on the gospel part of it. Absolutely. So, like, with the new building, like, part of my residency is figuring out, like, what do we do with, like, do we do a men's basketball league? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we expand game day? How do we expand sports camps? Um, like how would you, how do we schedule every ministry wanting to use that yes, same gym? A, people are making lists right, and checking right. them twice. So what I'm do sure. like what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the part I'm really really excited about is how do we use sports in high school, college, and kids to develop leaders through um, like develop actual leaders like those volunteers and stuff mm-hmm. like that college-age students, high school students to train the kids Mm -hmm. and then the kids to be able to jump into middle school, high school collective and how do we make that cycle healthy and how do we make that cycle work and how do we make that cycle like the best that it can be. I am leaning into the hope of that cycle for sure. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) As I mentioned with my kids, right? Like I want them to see that and to get absorbed into that as well. And I know that you have a portion of that job and I have a majority of that Mm -hmm. job as well. So I'm getting trained up in our adult ministries and our weekend services. My kids are getting trained up. And then, you know, that's how the entire ecosystem literally works and yeah. it's designed by God. One thing I see as a as a person in that congregation that has raised their hand and say I agree with this plan is that I trust that our leadership which includes your father and many others mm-hmm. that are tied to the word of God and tied to the voice of God that that is what is leading them and by watching that happen over and over again my faith is um is just given a new foundation, it, like seeing God work, but then also my trust in right. the leaders of this place that right. are using the tools, the building, all those things that are necessary, but not like the part, like mm-hmm. point, right. but to take the entire community and point it towards Jesus and unite us together yeah. here. Yeah. And I wish like, I we have like uh, every Monday, we have like a little prayer time with our staff. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think like once a month, like our staff gets together and we talk about like, um, like vision and stuff like that. And I really wish like the whole congregation could like be in on some of that stuff. Yes. Cause like, like the, the, I think one of the hardest parts about being a pastor's kid, and I really don't like to talk about being a pastor's mm-hmm. kid, but one of the hardest parts about being it is like your people treat your dad like he's like not a dad, like mm-hmm. he's like not a person, you know, mm-hmm. he's like a thing, mm-hmm. you know, and he like any, and really anyone that like I think has a platform or gets on a stage or something yeah. like that. There's something that happens like in every person's mind when it's like you're not a person anymore. Yeah. Like you're this you're thing. Elevated. Right. You're yeah. elevated Distance, somehow. Perhaps. Right. You're mm-hmm. far you're whatever. And so like, you know, like stuff's been thrown at him that has no no merit or whatever. And like you're you're this, you're this, you're that, you're whatever. I'm like, you guys have no idea like how much literal blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. that like that dude specifically has poured into like understanding the Bible, mm-hmm. understanding the community, and tr- really trying to do what God wants him to do. Mm-hmm. Like that is like the biggest struggle like ever. Like what does God actually want you to do? And like that dude specifically has like given so much of his life just trying to get people to not go to hell. Mm. And like when people like someone's like you built a, mm-hmm. someone said like you built a um, a temple to sports. He's like mm-hmm. no. Like I looked at Akron. I looked at Bath. What do we value the most for no reason? Sports. <laughs> where is a where is a place that we can get people that don't know Jesus? Probably a gym. Mm-hmm. Let's build a gym so Let's we can go. get the people in there. He's like, you built a temple to sports. Like he said, we built a marketplace where we can talk to people and mm-hmm. where people can come and interact and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, that's just him. 
And then you have a whole team of people. You have the whole elders. You have the whole exec team. You have everybody, mm. like, getting on board with this. Not getting on board with, like, Jeff's dream. Sure. But, like, what God has given this church. Right. And, like, that is, like, I wish everyone could see that. And I yeah. wish everyone knew that. Because, like, I wouldn't be... I, I did not want to work for my dad. I did not want to be in the church. I did not want to be in the state. I did not want to do what I'm doing. And, like, I wouldn't be doing anything like this if it, like, was not for God. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I think, like, everyone in the in the church, everyone on staff, every volunteer can attest to that in, in some way. Mm-hmm. So I used to be on staff, and I would love to even, like, just be a one-hour-a-week employee so I could go to that yeah. Monday meeting. Yeah. I miss that more. Well, it was monthly at the time. Um, they would have the all-staff mm-hmm. meeting, and I just loved that meeting. Yeah. But I think what you're saying, though, is that you, when you know the heart of anything, it's really hard to have it be an enemy anymore. Yeah. You know, when you look at somebody across a line from you, whether it's an aisle or an actual enemy line or just, you know, a kid at school that you don't see eye to eye with, anything like that, when you can actually see in their heart, and we don't get the gift of sitting down over a microphone right. for 40 minutes with people right. very often, but when you see that and the truth and, you know, in the absence of information, the mind is going to make up hmm answers. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know why this structure is not a temple, then you're going to make, you're going to, worst case scenario, Satan plays his games, all of that stuff happens. Right. So you have to invest the time and take the opportunity to see the heart of it, yeah. to see the lifeline. And once you hear that, then it's like, oh, that makes total sense. And so the more and more opportunity we have to explain that to the community or anybody mm-hmm. who might be questioning it is, is a gift. Um, so... Anyways, thanks for sharing that because I yeah. I yeah. I agree. I've, I've been here enough to trust the leadership, but right. it, I can see how there might be people who question it. Yeah, and I mean, like, and we're not perfect. Sure. Right. Shocker. Sure. You know, like the <laughs> this. It's a organization. It's a church. It's whatever you want to call it. Like, run off of like sinful people mm-hmm. trying to trying their best, like trying to follow God, mm-hmm. but like everyone's sinful. And I'm not saying like, you know. That's, like, why there's teams. That's why there's, like, a board. That's why mm-hmm. there's, like, it's not – it's really it is not Jeff calling all the shots, just, like, FYI. Mm-hmm. There's really, like, a whole, like, process to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, like we get accused of, like, you know, whatever. And, like, like I'm the first person to say, I'm sorry, I'm a sinful person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that, I've messed up before. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying. That's going to break down some walls and yeah. some barriers and some opinions, right. I would assume. Right, because I think a lot of people assume, like, and it is unfair and it is fair because, like, if you're the church, if you're a follower of Christ, you are a representative of, like, what Jesus should be like, but also living in a broken world as a broken person. Mm-hmm. So that mirror, that image is going to be messed up and broken in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. But if you're, like, that's why I think, I think uh, like, David in the Bible is one of the, my favorite people because he's, like, <laughs> straight up, like, you know, an adulterer, he's a liar, mm-hmm. he, like, killed a guy, mm-hmm. you know, really messed up guy. Sure. And then, like, a verse later, God's like, yeah, that's a guy after my own heart. And it's you're like, what? Mind-blowing. What just happened there? <laughs> and David is, like, the epitome of, like, I screwed up, but I am so deeply repentant, and I am so deeply sorry, and I am so deeply reliant on God's grace and love all of the time. Yeah. And, like, if that's the place, if that's the place that our heart can be at, and that's, like, what we can communicate then I think we're going to be okay. And that gives so much hope. Yeah. Anytime that we are on the the pit side of mm-hmm. the David story. Right. That, you know, there's still there's still the other side too, and it's all dependent on our heart. Like I'm, he's after God's mm-hmm. heart even in that pit. And, and a lot of times he'll say, but then I remember the works of God. Right. And then I remember, right. and that's where you kind of have to seek understanding and to know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it sounds like coming up, you have your residency, you have this building open, you have so many ideas, and I'm sure the community is flooding with ideas, like you said. Yeah. So many people want to fill those rooms yeah. and those floors with with their plan and their idea, which I think is the most exciting thing right now is the number of the amount of opportunity, and it's all to, oh, yeah. to reach people um, for God. Like, and I think I want to reflect back to that that do versus the B, because you do have to do, right? There's a a lot of things to be done. (laughs) (laughs) You do, um, but you have to be, and you think of Jesus' example of going to the garden, going off to pray, spending time with his Father, and staying so in touch. And, And that's where I think some people like get where it looks like they have more hours in the day than others, mm-hmm. that 
they they spend that time to find out the right things to do, like you were saying, to be efficient is a potentially like businessy word for yeah. it. But I hear your heart in it yeah. that it's like to do what matters eternally, right? And not just do for the sake of doing or to check a box, but actually to be in tune with the Lord and then go off and do what He's asking you to yeah. do. Yeah, and I and like what you were saying, like if you look at like Jesus's cycles of like. How does Jesus do ministry? Jesus teaches how to do ministry, how to build leaders, and how to raise a church, like without giving like a five point, you know, sermon or something like that. Like just look at what he does and what he says. Mm-hmm. Like he does a lot of things, you know. He like is preaching, he's doing miracles, all this kind of stuff, and then he always takes time to go and be. Mm-hmm. And like it's just the cycles of like, like we're preaching, we're doing our stuff. Now we got to go in the wilderness mm-hmm. and be with the Father for a second and like get recalibrated. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, like especially with the new building coming up, I think we've been in a long season of being Mm. um, specifically with that new building. And like come September, we're going to hit the doing season. Like really hard. Just do it, baby. Somebody should like trademark that slogan. slogan. Oh my goodness. We should do that. Like Like, you check a box, like you just do it like mm -hmm. with a check. Like Grace Church, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're something here. We'll workshop that more later. We'll figure this out. We'll do shoes too, I think. (laughs) But Yeah. Oh, Isaac, I loved getting to know you more here today, <laughs> and I'm so glad that our church community can get to know you as an individual, not just as, you know, the bogan, the family tree, but yeah. as your independent self, because you're very clearly independent, <laughs> and you you have your path, but you're you're watching God's plan for you, because otherwise you'd be a single man in Mexico, and, you know, like, you, right. who, knows who knows where you, you would have gone, but I'm, I'm glad that you're listening to him, and that you're giving your gifts back to our church community, mm. including my two sons, and there's so so many people hearing this would know what that feels like too. So I'm yeah. thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity, um, you know, that God has given me and the church has given me and that you have given me yeah. here on this podcast. Yeah. Glad you were here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Of course.